welcome to the Surrey Business Expo podcast, helping you to grow your business and expand your network. Each week, we'll be featuring a special guest, maybe even one of our upcoming exhibitors, and talking about business in Surrey and beyond. Now, here is your host, Jonathan Bird. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Surrey Business Expo podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nick Adams from Phyllis Tuckwell. Nick, how are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. I'm all good. The sun is actually shining and through the window at the moment, which always makes things which, feel a bit better. Which in early February is a bonus in itself, right? That's absolutely. <laughs> so, Nick, obviously, you're part of Phyllis Tuckwell. Tell us a little bit about what you do and what Phyllis Tuckwell does. Yeah, sure, thanks. Uh, well, I'm the Corporate Partnerships Manager at Phyllis Tuckwell. So I do with all the companies and businesses in the area. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that later on, about my sort of belief of how we can really work together to deliver proper partnerships. Um, but just a little bit about Phyllis Tuckwell. Um, for those who don't know us, we're the only adult hospice care um, charity um, in quite a wide area. It's sort of West Surrey and Northeast Hants. And to give you an idea, that's sort of Camberley, Hazelmere, Fleet, Cranley, including Guildford. So that whole area covers a population of over 500,000 people. And we care for people at the end of their life. We care for people in, with terminal illnesses. Um, so although that's a very big area, um, we do actually only have the hospice in Farnham as our physical um, centre, um, with around 12 to 14 beds there. But actually, our core work is caring for patients and families suffering from a terminal illness. And that, therefore, is not necessarily <coughs> excuse me, within the hospice. But most of our work, about 80% of our work now, is actually caring for people in their own homes and has been for many years. So we have a very large community nurse team who actually go out day and night and will be going in and caring for people in their own home. And obviously, at the same time, caring for the family, because we truly believe that the patient is the centre, but we care for the whole family and the carers around there as well. Um, we, obviously, we obviously have the um, hospice in Farnham, uh, where we care for people as well. But our support actually goes far beyond that. Um, we have a living well service. So people who have been diagnosed with a terminal illness and maybe are not um, at the stage where they need the end of life care we provide at home or within the hospice. Um, we, we provide care within the hospice. We have a day centre and also at the Beacon Centre in Guildford. And here, patients get together with their carers, with their family as well. And we'll do lunches. You know, We do things like desktop um, gardening, painting. Um, there's lots of things where we engage people, obviously physiotherapy and looking after people's physical health as well. So that's really, it's, it's really all encompassing. We also care obviously for the family. And a lot of um, that is through our counselling, our social workers, our therapies, et cetera. So we really are here for patients and their families, whatever their needs. So that's really I mean, in a nutshell, it's finished top off. I'd, I'd be remiss, Nick, not to, uh, to to ask a couple of questions on that. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, your, your medical team, the nurses. Yeah. Um, you know, providing that, uh, I mean, fantastic support uh, through an incredibly terrible time I guess you know it's it's um and you know what I I have to I have to just say obviously with Covid I can't imagine that made any of their jobs any easier right no absolutely not um but one thing I would say is we always say is every day is precious and every day with a loved one 
um, is precious. And we, and I think for me is what our nurses tend to create are memories for those families. And that is the core of sometimes I'm, I'm very privileged. I work in the hospice. I've seen the nurses day in, day out. And that's very the core we do. Um, you're absolutely right. With COVID, it has made things difficult. Um, but again, I'm always in awe of what our nurses and our frontline staff do because they are amazing. So I think, you know, last summer where a few of us were enjoying the garden with the heat you know, and nurses were going door to door and going into the houses and caring for people still and looking after them whilst putting on PPE. And I know a lot of health workers were doing that last summer, et cetera, during the cold, during the snow, et cetera. So, yeah, absolutely. But I think the core of what we do is that care and support and whatever the weather, whatever is happening like COVID, it's something that the nurses and everybody else, we really do pull together to make sure that we can provide it. Nick, I, I have to, I just have to say that um, where you said, obviously, a lot of a lot of NHS people and everyone were doing it. Um, I, I just have to say, I don't think anyone would begrudge the Phyllis Tuckwell team getting their moment in, in highlight just to yeah. say, do you know what, guys, you absolutely affected change and life for so many people during that period yeah. um, and you're allowed your moment of a, of a big thank you. So I can yeah. only speak on behalf of families and just say, I have no doubt that you did wonders. Um, and I'll, I'm going to take the opportunity to just say for every bit of PPPE you lot put on and did all that. Thanks for everyone on behalf of them, because I think it's very easy to say, Oh, other people have been doing it. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. But it's also important to recognize that you were one of the people that did step up and do it. And that's that's a that's a big thing. No, thank you, and absolutely. And like I said, I I'm not on the front line. I'm a fundraiser. Um, I've never been. Well, very, I meant I meant good. Good. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, 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 I know exactly what you mean. But just on, on a personal note, you know, I I look at that. It's my sister's a social worker. She's cared for. So is I've never been able to actually be a carer. So I've always been in awe of people that care. And their capacity to do it and actually their capacity not not just to care but actually to give the right support and medicine medicine at the right time and i just i've just been standing there looking at these guys everybody and going this is amazing so absolutely i'm i, I sometimes I think, yeah, see myself looking at that as well uh, yeah i you have to you just have to be in awe don't you yeah. um and and for anyone who's wondering because i do know the answer the reason nick can't be a carer is he makes a really bad cup of tea isn't that right Nick? oh good god yeah <laughs> um, so obviously Phyllis Tuckwell is a is a hugely rewarding and tough <laughs> um a, 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 you know a, a tough a tough thing I mean a, a, you know hats off to it I mean tell us tell us kind of you know um a little bit more about the fundraising and, and the yeah. community that's pulled together to, to support you guys no absolutely so as a charity we need to raise 10 million pounds a year because all of our care all of our support is still free of charge for everybody and that's obviously core to what we do and that twenty thousand and that basically the 10 million a day um we get a certain amount from the nhs it's it's around 20 percent that basically translate that each and every day we have to raise twenty thousand pounds to keep the hospice going um we have many ways that we do this um obviously we have our retail shops which i think a lot of people have noticed we've got about 19 shops in the area um we have an individual giving team and we are very grateful for the local community and individuals that have direct debits and standing orders and and really just generally give one-off payments to us as appeals etc so and again we talk about that local community the area i described earlier we are very much that is our community that is who we care for and actually 
the uh, last, not last year, sorry, I've lost a year, well, from last year, uh, year four, we actually celebrated our 40th anniversary. So we've been doing this care for 40 years, and it has been amazing to see the community support that has come through, and especially during the last uh, 12 months during COVID, where a lot of our events, so we used to have Dash of Colour, Walk for the Wards, Christmas parties, golf days, so all of the events where people get together, obviously last year couldn't happen. But actually our community has stepped up and helped us in other ways as well um, this year it's going to be interesting with events because i'm not sure that they're going to be happening anytime soon um, but again i think the word hybrid um, you'll see some events where people attend and then other events and those when you brand that event say walk for the wards people then walk around their own house or they maybe have a group of a family walking somewhere as well so I'm hopeful that some events will take place this year, uh, but we, we've really watched this space. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, well, one event we do hope is going to take part this year will be the uh, Surrey Business Expo, which you guys are exhibiting at. Absolutely. What stand are you on, Nick? Uh, we're on stand 106, so please come over. 106. Don't make me feel lonely. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I don't think I don't think that'll be a problem. Hopefully, absolutely. we just might have to maintain some social distancing. Absolutely. Um, Nick, obviously, coming to a business show as a charity is a kind of a a unique a unique idea. What is it you hope to to do on the day? What is it you, the messages you'd like to communicate? Well, I think the the message is very much not just explaining who we are, and as as I've explained, I think a lot of people know who we are, and we we talk about who we are as a charity and what we do and sort of how we care. But actually, it's really how businesses can get involved with actually helping the charity as well. Now, I've been with the charity four years, and obviously my specialist area, and has been for a number of years now, has been bringing corporates and charities together. But very much in terms of how do you actually make a partnership? How does it actually benefit both parties? And I think being at a business expo gives me the ability to talk to a lot of business leaders and people within the companies that are there and, and visiting to actually explain actually what are the true benefits of actually working with a charity not just a good feeling about giving a check over etc but how do you do staff retention how do you look at team building how do you look at staff well-being you know all of these are part of what can actually really influence a good charity corporate partnership what does corporate partnerships look like to you guys um, for us, um, it, there are a number of different areas. Um, first of all, we have what could be termed commercial partnerships or sponsorship partnerships. And, and I suppose one of the best examples we have is we've been working with a very colourful estate agent in the local area, um, Bridges. And we've been working with them for probably four years now. Um, and they actually very kindly, they sponsor our nurse cars. Um, and so every year, all of that were talked about earlier, our nurses going around the area to make sure that they can visit everybody. We have a number of cars that they can use. Bridges sponsor that, cover the costs, obviously, and their logo is on the car. But more importantly, we've worked together to create a partnership. So they're an official partner on their letterhead, on their boards, they say official partner. Um, we obviously do fundraising with the staff and everything. We did a celebrity football match the other the other uh, the other year at Aldershot Town. Bridges are obviously um, sponsored Aldershot Town, so it all worked very well, and we worked together and put that on. What actually now happens is what you'll find when I talk to the the, the people over at Bridges is some of the times, or quite a lot of the time, when they're going for evaluation, one of the reasons they're on the valuation is because of the partnership with Phyllis Tuckwell. Now, they didn't start out as a business objective to say, we want more sales through this partnership. 
but because of the local brand awareness, because of the partnership we've built up, people now really see Bridges as a Phyllis Tuckwell partner and they get the benefit from it. Sure. I mean, as as a as a you know speaking on behalf of Delivered Social and yeah. actually of Sorry Business Expo, I have to say that the charity partnerships, are, 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 you know, they are business building. Um, and I think anyone who doesn't understand that is very welcome to give me a shout any day of the week, and I will I will talk about it till the cows come home. And I'm very um, happy to talk about it as well. From I've I've worked for many charities doing this now, and it's not necessarily but Phyllis Tuckwell, but I can show. And it's just especially during the COVID time, you know, with staff well-being staff staff mental health etc you know to, to to really have a partnership with a charity that goes beyond just the straight fundraising where people have fun they they come together and actually yes they feel good at the end of the week doing it because they've benefited the charity as well is great for everybody yeah no 100 percent agree so obviously you're going to be there which is great and people can come along um we're going to uh, we're going to move on to i guess my my signature question now on the sorry business expo podcast yeah. uh, which is what's the best bit of nonsense you've ever received at an exhibition stand oh i know it's a challenging one right well, do you need advice or just the stupid taps that some people have given me anything what's the one what's the thing that you remember the most what worked oh what worked um yeah i suppose there was one time because I, I was in the it industry before this so if i go back to there and there were at the time there were a lot of it um trade shows and everything else and when i first joined the industry it was not the most politically correct industry etc so i'm glad we moved away from that but there was one guy that actually just did a presentation on his stand and he stood there and he just went, this works. I'm not going to explain the technology. This is why your business should buy it. And then just went through a load of business, the benefits of actually having this. Because at the time, I think a lot of the IT companies were just trying to explain the IT and how right. it worked. And he just went, this is why your business needs it. Now, we are talking 20 odd years ago now. But I still always remember that in terms of cut through any freebies, any sort of gizmos, etc. Any look, lots of flashing lights on my box here, and it looks brilliant. He just went, "This will make profit for your company." Now listen to me for thirty seconds. Do you know what? There's something about that, isn't there? Clear, concise, and straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Um, Nick, obviously, if people would like to learn more about Phyllis Tuckwell, how can they get in touch? Where do they need to go to find out more information? Okay, so straight onto our website, pth.org.uk, really give you all the information. And actually, as important for anybody listening to this podcast, if you've got family members who, who are not well, etc., and everything else, you can see how to get referred for, through a doctor or some of the other support we provide families. One thing I didn't mention earlier, we do a lot of counselling and we've actually offered that out to the local community now as well as just our patients and families. So please, if anybody is in need to talk to somebody, uh, please visit our website and, and get the information. Um, obviously from there, you can get hold of me and I'm happy to talk to lots of companies about how it is best we can either do partnership or, you know, just how you should be working with charities. Nick, that's phenomenal. Thank you very much for appearing on the show. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Sorry Business Expo. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, Nick. Bye Thanks. now. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Surrey Business Expo podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, surreybusinessexpo.com and register today for one of our upcoming shows, seminars or networking events.